Is your kid having a hard time in school and you need to have a school meeting? Well, you need to get prepared. That's why you need to listen to this episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about how to have a school meeting so we can get our kids the help they need. Let's dive in. So you're going to have the dreaded parent-teacher conference or school meeting or even a 504 or IEP meeting. What do you need to do to make sure your kid gets what you need? And it's not like getting your root canal because really that's what I often think of uh, meetings, especially IEP meetings. Okay, so I have seven steps for you on how to have a good parent-teacher conference or meeting. Number one, create an agenda. You need to have an agenda that lays out, you know, what are your questions? Good schools come up with their own agenda, but we just are going to assume you're going to have your own agenda. It's better to take charge of a meeting. And I don't mean that in any negative way, but, you know, when you're clear about what your expectations and what your questions are, people can be better prepared. I like to send that in advance if possible. Two, you're going to talk to your child. You're going to find out without shame or blame, what's going on? Okay, so you've been trying to get this project in. It's been six weeks. And Jessica, it's not happening, right? But this isn't the first time that's happening. And I just want to try to figure out because maybe there's something missing. There's, you know, whatever you want to say to your kid, but make it as like a detective problem solving. That's how I always talk to my kids. I'm here. I'm your advocate. I'm your partner. Let's figure out what's going on and get data from them. Don't be you know, make assumptions. You really want to hear what they have to say. It's really interesting. I always talk to the kids, even if they were three years old. And don't ask yes or no questions. Ask questions they have to respond to. And if all else fails, I'd like to say, if you had a magic wand, what would school look like? What would you need to have this task done? Something like that. Right. And then that kind of gives them a picture like, oh, a magic wand. And even teenagers love that question. Right. You know, if I had a magic wand in my geography class, you know, oh, no, my algebra class, I like geography. What would it look like? Well, I wouldn't have the class. How about that? <laughs> There'd be no grades because I'm terrible to, in, in uh, you know, geography. No, not as much algebra for sure. Terrible. Right. Number three, listen, come to the meeting and listen. I know you've got an agenda. You may think you know the answers, but you know, most teachers are caring people. There's a subset of people who are there because they like to control others, but most teachers are good people. So come with an open mind, listen, hear what they are. We hear a lot of blaming language, you know, your kids this and you know, whatever. You're going to hear things like not working to their potential, of course, but really ask questions. Well, why do you think that's happening? Really important. Four, examine the data. Or as I like to say, show me the data. We really want to see, you know, what is there? Grades, reading levels, reading levels like, you know, come if your kid's got a reading problem, say, I want every reading assessment that's ever been administered to him in the district. And I want to see it. 
Because then you could see like, wow, they're really not making progress or, oh, they made progress until here. They're there. That data is there. Every student has data. Let's look at the data. Let's see what they can and can't do. Um, let's see what the data looks like on the daily in terms of quizzes and regular tests within the classroom. You know, let's look at if they bombed one exam out of six, like what happened here? And also in that data, how did he do relative to the peers? How did she do on this one exam with the rest of the class? Did the rest of the class fail or did just, you know, Jessica fail? That's really important. Number five, ask what supports are available. This is a silly question you might think. Of course, there's supports available. And if they were available, they'd offer them to my kid. No, just because they're available doesn't mean your kid gets them. So squeaky wheel gets a grease ask. Okay, well, she's really having a hard time with writing. What supports are available? And then say, okay, is that it? Are there other supports? Ask the questions. Hear what's there. Don't say no. Don't say no to writing lab. Certainly say to no to things that put it back on your kid. Like if your kid has terrible attention and executive functioning and they're like, well, they're just going to have to learn their skills. No, they're not. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or Maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13 alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. Six, make a plan. So whatever you decide in that meeting, write it down, make a plan, um, when I sum up a meeting, I like to say, and this is what I heard. We agreed to this, this, and this. What's the timeline? When are we meeting again? Oh, let's get our calendars and meet again and really make things very, very explicit. In that plan, you plan might be to ask for higher level services, 504 plan or an IEP. That might be part of that plan. And please know that special education today is not what you think it was, you know, when uh, most people, parents, right, and who might be listening are going to be in their 30s or 40s and 50s. And we always think, oh, we knew who those special ed kids were. You do not know who special ed kids are today. It's very much integrated in the regular classroom. And when they get older, you can't even tell where those classes are. All kinds of students of different levels, including even honor students, sometimes can have a 504 and IEP. So make a clear plan, decide what the issues are, what you're working on, and make a clear follow-up with a date for a meeting. Seven is the follow-up. So make sure you follow up. Make sure you send an email. I would send an email summary to those teachers. Send that plan to them. Don't mess around. And if there wasn't a teacher there, include them on it. Include the principal if you want. 
that way we have data if we you know uh, tracking of data that's really important that you know because if you do ask for a 504 somebody said they're not going to do something you're like oh we had this plan and everybody agreed and see on March 5th I emailed <laughs> to da, 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 da. but you have to follow up some teachers are really on it teachers are really overwhelmed and also like very traumatized during this pandemic really really important and of course whenever you are worried about your kids learning attention absolutely their mental health get help do not put it on a school to provide that help for you only you are a parent there are lots of things you can do like for example executive functioning i have my executive functioning toolkit you can get that help And you can utilize it on your own. It has a 30-day plan. You got my book. It's going to be okay. But if you're really worried about mental health, you got to find a licensed mental health provider. It's not going to go away. You're not going to wish it away. And if your kid was a diabetic, you wouldn't be like, ah, suck it up. You don't need that insulin. (laughs) No, but we do this with mental health because we think it's not as much of a priority. So nobody ever regrets getting help. They only regret when they don't. And I hope that when you go into that school meeting, you feel more confident, treat it like a business meeting and always be positive and as kind as possible. You know, if it's an in-person meeting, show up with fruit, lots of accolades. It's a lot harder for people not to do things for nice people. Parenting is so hard and there are so many ups and downs. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, even if you've got to have a school meeting, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.